Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8 of Going the Distance. I'm Nicholas Delgado, and I'm your host for everything to do with high school running in Central Illinois. Make sure to follow on Instagram at GoingTheDistanceIL, and tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Today we have a lot to cover as we narrow down everybody's rosters to go into the postseason, and we talk about all of last week's conference meets, which was the final race for most people on most teams. Now, first let's start with our weekly rundown which consisted of four conferences from 2A that I thought were the most important. And I'll talk about more conferences later as we get into conference corner. But first, let's start off with the Middle Line Conference. This ran on Friday, the 14th of October. Morton comes away with a win with 26 points over Washington with 78 points. Josh Weeks, the junior of Morton, wins in 15, 18.9 seconds, which he won by about 30 seconds. In that race, so very solid one for him. Great race. Next up is the Metro Suburban Conference. Riverside Brookfield comes vict- comes out victorious in this race. They won with 21 points. I'm sorry. Yeah, 21 points. Crazy victory for them as well. A couple of blows right there with Mort with 26, Brookfield with 21. And the junior from Brookfield, Cooper Mars, wins their conference in 1448 flat. And they, it's important to note that Brady Norman from Riverside Brookfield did not run in this race, and they still won conference at 21 points. So very impressive showing by them. They're going to be very scary heading into the postseason. Next conference I chose was the NLCC conference. Grays Lake Central wins with only 18 points, and Trey Sato, the junior of Grays Lake Central, wins in 1540.71. He wins by about 8 seconds over his teammate, but great race from Grays Lake Central. They're going to be scary as well going into the postseason. In the final conference I chose to cover, the NIC 10 conference, Rockford-Guilford, the 3A team, wins with 33 points, just over 2A, Belvedere North with 40 points. The junior Evan Horgan of Belvedere North wins in 1516.18. And the senior looking to do strong as we head into the postseason. Belvedere North looking to follow up a very strong season with a strong postseason. All three or four, all four of the conference winners going to be looking for a state trophy this year. So as we head down these last three weeks, as and as we head into Detweiler for the state meet on November fifth, it's best to watch all these teams, including a few more which I will talk about soon. Next, I want to talk about the IESA State Championships. The junior hires ran this weekend during our conference week, and they had some great races. Our local teams did very well. Starting off with the 1A boys, Maxwell Kirby, the 8th grader from Morton Blessed Sacrament, 1029.4, winning by 33.3 seconds. Crazy win for him. He took the race out in a 5.15, closed in a 5.14. Great splits by him. And, I mean, there's not much to say about that. He's going to Peoria Notre Dame next year, so they're going to be gaining a great runner. But for the final scores here, Blessed Sacrament comes away with the win by just four points over Normal Metcalf, who they were supposed to lose to, I'm pretty sure. And then Peoria St. Jude coming in at third. Those top three teams all within seven points. So it really came down to those last couple runners. And honestly, it just came down to all the runners because they were all very evenly matched teams. But I know going into it, Blessed Sacrament, based on PRs, was not the favorite. 
So congratulations to them for pulling it off. Great races by all of them. Their second and third runners, the brothers, the Anders brothers, they will be going to Morton next year, and they ran 11.09, And then Benjamin Yantz, 12.15, and Bo Duffy, the 12.28, rounds out the top five of Blessed Sacrament. Top runner for Metcalf, J.W. Black, he came in in 11.20. And the top runner from Peoria, St. Jude, was at 11.15. His name is Luke Fatty. So, lots of local teams in that 1A section. Great to see everybody representing there. Now let's move on to 2A. 2A, we have another local champion from Metamora, Zach Bourne, the 8th grader. He'll obviously be going to Metamora next year. He wins by just 1.4 seconds with a 10.37.8. Great race by him. He took it out in a 5.19 and closed in a 5.18. So... These junior highs really know how to race. It makes me a little sad because I don't think I can split a race that good even if I tried. So very impressive times from them and very impressive pacing. It's just great race running, honestly. Um, I must note, fourth place and sixth place, are they look like twins, Jacob and Joseph McKillop. They go to Elmhurst Visitation, and I'm pretty sure those are the brothers of Nathaniel McKillop, who runs for Oak Park Fenwick. Um, lucky for 2A, though... <laughs> They will not be running at the same time as their brother, so the family will not be dominating the entire class of 2A. If they all ran together, I mean, one of the brothers ran a 10-4-54 and the other ran an 11-0-2. If you put all those on the same team, like that, that would be a solid team. But as we come up through the years, definitely Fenwick is going to gain two very solid runners. Next, moving on, or actually, yeah, moving on to the team scores for 2A. Highest local team, El Paso Gridley, comes away at the win with a tighter split pack. Only a spread of 47 seconds. Dunlap Middle School in 7th place. Also had a pretty tiny split of only 27 seconds for their top 5. So, great day for both those teams. Congratulations to both of them. El Paso Gridley led by Luke Hinthorn, who ran a great race. Finished in 11.30. And Dunlap Middle School... Tyler Owen finished with an 11.57 as their first runner. Moving on, we have the 3A boys. Local, not a local winner, but in fourth place, a seventh grader from Morton Junior High, Abe Martin, a 10.48.7, very solid race by him. He went out in a 5.23, closed in a 5.25, so great state appearance by him, and he'll be looking to come back next year and take that title. Um, Morton plays second as a team, so nice to have some more local representation, especially in such a high class. But as we move into the final scores, Morton was seeded to be Glenwood, and they just didn't they didn't have it that day, which it happens. Glenwood ran a great race. They lost to Morton in sectionals, and they came back at state, and they really showed. They they really put on a show. Great race by all of their runners, one through five, all just putting on a great race. Ended up being Morton, so Morton gets second. Another um, local team, Normal Parkside, coming in at 16th. But Morton should have a pretty solid team coming back next year still. But they're graduating, or I don't want to say graduating, but graduating from 8th grade, lots of the runners. Abe Martin will return, but Noah Harris will be stepping up to high school to join his brother Christian and a few other other top runners. So 
We'll see what the program has to offer next year. Morton has had a great program the past couple of years. And they will continue to move up along through high school, hopefully. And moving on to some individual high school performances. We're back to high school now for the weekly top times for the whole state. In 1A, we had the junior from Pinnickyville. Pinckneyville? I don't know how to say that correctly. I think it's Pinckneyville. That's how I'm going to say it. Isaac Teal, the junior from there, ran a 1448.2 for the weekly doc t- top time on Thursday the 13th at the SIRR conference down south. Great time from him. In 2A, Cooper Mars, the junior from Riverside Brookfield, 1448 flat on Saturday at the Metro Suburban Conference Championships. Sets the 2A top time of the week. And on Saturday at the West Suburban Silver Conference Championships. The 3A top time was set by Dan Watke, the senior from Hinsdale Central, in 1434.5, blazing fast time on a course that I don't know, so it could even be a bad course. So great time by him. Excited to see what he can do at Del Island in a few weeks. Season top times all stay the same. I must note there is a performance that I will talk about more in depth soon by Ethan Hogan from Columbia. Um... It is his conference is put in as a three mile time, but looking at the course in the past, it says the course is actually two point nine five, which would explain his super fast time. But I will still get to him in a second. So let's move on to runner of the week. Locally, I chose Isaac Porzelius, the sophomore from El Paso Gridley. He was second on his team to win the HOI conference, like the second runner on his team. It was his first time under sixteen, sixteen second PR to run a fifteen fifty five point seven. So that's just an exceptional time as a sophomore, especially with three more races probably for Grid- El Paso Gridley left. They got a lot of time to improve. So we'll see through the next couple ye- couple weeks how they can improve. And he, he even has a few more years. He's running great times now. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see him like popping off this much, but great race by him. He was already running low 16s, and now to go under 16 at a Eureka's course, very impressive. Moving on to statewide, Ethan Hogan, the junior from Columbia, he won the Cahokia Conference in 1435.4, which would be a top time, and according to Athletic.net, is 3 miles. But in the past, it says Cahokia's course is 2.95, which I would assume is why everybody ran so fast there. So even though it's a short course, it converts to around a 1450, which would be Ethan's first time under 15, which would be a 22-second PR if he ran a 1450. So, impressive performance from him. He led his team to second place in his conference. And now, let's talk about a few more local conferences. I've already talked a bit about the middle line, but sadly, we have to close out the conference corner segment this year on a good note. So, we're going to talk about all three conferences just like usual. So, we'll kind of repeat the middle line, and then we'll go on. But, yeah, this is conference corner has come and gone, I feel like. And as we move into postseason, I'll find something else to cover. But it's kind of sad the season's gone by so fast. But postseason should be an exciting experience for many teams in the area. That we, I feel like Central Illinois this year has a very strong cross country teams, and hopefully we'll continue to perform well as we go into postseason. But let's roll into this last time segment, conference corner, middle line. So. Morton wins with 26 points over Washington with 78. They Washington upset Dunlap, 70 to 79, very close there. And then Metamora behind Dunlap with 96. He's Pure with 105, Pekin with 119. Individual champion was Josh Weeks, the junior of Morton. He wins in 1518.9. Right behind him, Jonas Wuthridge, the junior of Morton, 
with 1543.5 and Chase Satter, the senior of Morton, 1554.6. Morton went 1, 2, 3, 5, 15 for their top five. Very solid showing from them. Not super fast times, but uh, I can attest I was there. Conditions were definitely not ideal. So as we move into postseason, should be watching them, expecting some big things. They're already ranked fairly high, but they have a chance to do something great as we move into this postseason. Up next to HOI Conference, ran a Eureka El Paso Gridley comes ahead of Eureka and wins a conference title with 26 points over Eureka with 38 points. Haywith had 95. Mackinac Deer Creek lost a tie to Tri-Valley, both with 128 points. Fieldcrest, 163 points, and Tremont, 166 points. The individual champion is from El Paso Gridley, the senior Sam Busher. He wins in 1544.58 over teammate Isaac Porzelius, the sophomore, in 1555.64. 11-second win for the senior. Great way to close out his season, regular season. He, they both still postseason, obviously. Uh, regionals, we'll talk about later, but El Paso looking to go to the state meet and have a pretty good race there, I would assume. Same with Eureka. Both have potential to do great. So as we move through the next three weeks, definitely keep an eye on those two teams. In third place for the conference, the junior Carson Lehman of Eureka. He came in third with the 1556.12, so just behind Isaac Porzelius. And finally... The Big 12 Conference, Notre Dame comes out of, I don't want to say nowhere, because we've kind of been watching them all along, but with a super strong performance, they win with 45 points over Normal Community with 63 points. Normal Community West had 64, so just by Normal Community, and Champaign Central with 95 points. Now, Champaign Central was seeded to win, and I think one of the reasons they, I don't know if they actually would have won, if Caleb Mathias would have won, if would have run, but... He, Caleb Mathias was nowhere to be seen. The freshman from Champaign Central was seeded to win the conference and no race for him. So I don't know what happened to him, but there was no race and Champaign Central got fourth because of that. Sad to see no conference title from him, but maybe we'll see him in the postseason. So that gives the individual title to Aaron Hendren, the senior of Champaign Central, winning conference in 1530.2 over Sky Riddle, the senior from Normal Community West in 1546.7. Finally, let's move into some upcoming meets this week. We are moving into the postseason, which means regionals are first. So I'm going to talk about some local regionals and where the local teams are heading. And then I picked three more 2A regionals, which I think there will be some solid performances out of. So the 1A regional locally is in Eureka. The Eure the local teams that will be there, obviously Eureka, El Paso, Gridley, and Uhai. Three super strong teams probably all trying to go to state this year. They will all be vying for that regional title this Saturday in Eureka, so keep an eye on that. Next up, the 2A regional in the area will be at Donovan Park, which is hosted by Peoria and Notre Dame. It's a full 5K, not a very fun course, but should be a good regional with good competition. We have basically almost the whole middle line out here. Morton, Dunlap, Limestone, Canton, Metamore, and Washington all are going to be at this one regional. Added on is PND, obviously, because they're hosting. So it should be Morton and PND are definitely the top two, and then Dunlap right behind. And then Washington, I guess, is right there too now. I'm So it'll be a great race for the top six that go on to sectionals. 
but hopefully most of the middle line teams can manage to make it out of the regional. I know lots of them have been having great seasons, and I would love to see it continue for all of them. And locally, Pekin is the only 3A school out of the middle line conference. They're going to Quincy for their regional, along with normal community. Um, I'm not too sure if Pekin's supposed to make it out, but good luck to Josh Holloway, who was on my podcast last week. And shout out to their team. Hopefully they can push through that regional and get to sectionals, and then we'll see how the, they can do individually to get to 3A state, maybe. And now for three 2A regionals I chose, I chose Belvedere High School Regional. There we got Belvedere North and Crystal Lake Prairie Ridge. Those two teams expected to be top two. Definitely excited to see which team's going to come out on top. Both teams have had some ups and downs to their season, but if all five, if both of them run all five of their top five, then it should be a pretty good race. Next up, I chose the Darien Hinsdale South Regional. Oak Park Fenwick and Riverside Brookfield both in the, that regional, so that will definitely be a race if Fenwick's Graydon Rill can come back with a strong race. I know he's been out for a bit and then just getting back into racing, but Brookfield, I think, is going to carry this regional pretty easily, They've, especially if they can get Brady Norman back. Brookfield's looking really strong going into the postseason. There's not much else to say about it. And then the last regional I chose was the Sterling Regional. Three teams that are important that are going to be there. Sterling, Maple Park, Caneland, and Glenbard South. Definitely going to be a race for that title. Glenbard South looking like they're going to pull ahead right now, but really, anything can go anybody's way at regionals. And same thing as for the postseason. But all three teams there, I think, should make sectionals. And I must point out, those three regionals I just chose all feed into the same sectional. So that is going to be one extremely strong sectional this year. So definitely keep an eye on that. I will be covering more of that as we get into next week. And I have the results in the regionals. And I can tell you some more about how that sectional race is going to go. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. I appreciate appreciate you all turning it, tuning in this Wednesday for episode 8 of Going the Distance. Next week, we will cover regional championships and sectional matchups. And then we're only one week out from state after that. So, super exciting. I can't believe the season's going by so fast. But once again, it's been Nicholas Delgado on the Going to Distance podcast. Make sure to follow on Instagram at Going the Distance IL. Thank you for listening. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. And I'll see you then.